All right. Oh wait, wait, sorry. Yeah, Hold go on. ahead. Okay. Um Okay, never mind. Go ahead. Oh, I know. so David, would you be in the intro too? That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. This is Cody Degalorians. This is Neil Degalorians. And I'm David Esau. And this is a new episode of Bearded Fruit. Oh my god. Hey, hey, that's so uh, that's yeah. Um so David has been bumped up bumped up from um uh, guest star to series regular. Yes, with a, with <laughs> that a that means... series too, which is which is nice. It's finally, bonus. finally nice he gets to discuss things other than race, so that's cool. Yeah, um, <laughs> looking forward to it, whenever that comes. Yes. Um, so, David, racism. Uh, how do you feel about racism? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, really quick story. I was at this pool mm-hmm. party yesterday, and this dude, like, I didn't know, I, like, we've never talked before. He just, like, walks up to me and talks about how he saw on CNN like someone interviewing the leader of the Black Panthers and how that was maybe interesting. Like why? Like he <laughs> just asked that. Like he was just like, "Hey, I just thought you'd like this Black Panthers CNN." Yeah. Did you know that I'm aware of the Black Panthers? Like, did you know that? <laughs> I just need you to know now that I'm I'm here for you and I'm an ally. Uh yes. Yeah, it's so very much like, oh, hi, I noticed that you're black. <laughs> Let me talk about a black thing to you. Yes, like um, also- oh so oh. I love how we do no, like ahead. Black Panthers, like the blackest thing too. <laughs> He's trying to gauge how black you are. Right. <laughs> so f- I actually did that accidentally at the facilitation training that I did. Um, I was talking to one of the participants about Game of Thrones, and they were talking about how they were excited about the episode. And I was like, "Yeah, I've actually like never watched Game of Thrones. Um, I'm gonna kind of wait till it's all done and see." It's not that I'm like too cool for any of that um and um and one of the other participants uh who who is a black woman uh, was like oh my god you got to totally watch it it's great like just get hbo go or whatever you know so you can watch it and i said yeah not totally good because yeah like i'm now totally into insecure because you you made us watch it and i was just like yeah because that that's just, that shows on there too right. and then i thought oh i am now doing the that's hey <laughs> Hey, black friend. Let me tell you about the black thing that I know. Just, just so you know that, <laughs> you know that I watch FYI. <laughs> so I, yeah, I totally did that too. Um, but we're not talking about race today. Uh, this, this week on the podcast. Uh, before well, before we dive in, we do want to like like all of our fun listeners know David is so awesome. He is in Portland. He's actually like calling in. We're doing the whole like across the internet thing but david will be a regular feature on the podcast uh so he will be a regular bearded fruit who will be bearding and fruiting um regularly on episodes so um wait you wait know. Let, me, let me just okay There's a <laughs> yeah, yeah. For you. much better perfect much better. so make sure that in internet land you say hi to david and like you let us know how much you enjoy him because if you enjoy him even half as much as we do you will enjoy him a ton oh, that's sweet, oh, that's sweet. Uh, 
Um, so this week on the podcast, I wanted to talk uh, about something like a little lighter, I guess, than what we normally cover on the show. Um, but I wanted to talk about about. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. No, um, I wanted to talk about about bodies and and particularly the, the way that we engage with other gay men in both like real life and also in the the app space around bodies. And and like mostly, I guess it's, it's sort of in the context of kind of complaining about that, because I feel like there's going to be some problems that we're going to have with people. But um, but so, OK, I this this came to the fore to me this week when I was uh, seeing a bunch of guys on my Facebook who were sharing this this like new now next I think that that blog sharing some story about this guy uh, who was like oh this this dude on Instagram shows you that getting older doesn't have to suck and he's got like silver hair and is like the, the perfect gym body you know and I was like oh really so the only, okay so the only way to for like growing old not to suck is for you to look like a perfectly toned gym bunny person which I do not I don't know if y'all noticed that but I don't like I don't look like that and ladies and gentlemen welcome to the stage gym bunny person <laughs> <laughs> like- <laughs> he doesn't look like that I don't look like that. And I just was really I was really irritated by that. And this this obsession with bodies and perfect bodies and bodies behaving in particular ways. And so I thought we all probably have encountered these things and we can just sort of do a fun roundtable talk about the bullshit that we have heard around our bodies and other people's bodies, how we dress them, how we use them, what they look like, what size they are, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know this emotion, so y'all can talk about this. <laughs> I don't, I've never, what is the, what are you talking about? I'm sorry, I don't understand. I don't understand. Explain. <laughs> Y'all are the worst right know. now. Y'all are making this podcast a very difficult thing to do. No, um, so let's, so let's, let's, let's talk about size. Let's talk about size first and, and interactions with your body and its size. Anybody want to dive in on that one? Okay. Um, I feel like. As far as like size conversations are concerned, I feel like I have somewhat of an opposite point of view because I've I've always felt that I was too too small for a lot of guys. Um, if people don't know, I I like bears, bigger guys, and it's weird kind of being kind of being in a bear world and not feeling like you are bear enough for it because I feel like that's the kind of what people are looking for in the bear world like other other bears um i remember i was at a i was at a party a couple of months ago and like me and my friends were talking and i think i think i labeled myself as like being chubby and my friends like no sis like you're 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 not you're not chubby like i even called like an otter which was very strange for me but like it's 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 interesting it's interesting like i don't know if i'd you know, want to bulk up or anything, but it's always something that I felt like I wasn't, you know, bare enough to succeed in a, in a bare world. Well, I think it's interesting too, because, um, knowing, knowing your body, (laughs) um, with my authoritarian stance that I have on David Esau's body, um, 
what I think is interesting about, I mean, yes, that's valid. They're very valid, but also, like, by no means are you a twink. Right. Um, So it's like this total limbo thing where it's like you're fat in one culture and then you're, like, skinny in another culture. And, like, that must suck, man. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's it's weird. And And there's definitely a lot of privilege in that, too. Um, that I'm certainly not going to deny, but it, I don't know. I, I kind of just would rather be squarely in one camp. Um, uh, this is not, not how it is. I, so now this by no means am I expressing like, I mean, like I'm like in a similar otter boat, but, um, I have like in the last couple of months lost about 15 pounds, 15, like, like noticeable pounds. So like, I, I can tell that my body is smaller. And I actually had an interaction online with somebody who I have said hi to previously. And uh, now this is not on, this is on Scruff particularly, which has never really been uh, a digital space that has been uh, lucrative for me or successful, fruitful, not my, not my ideal space. Bearded fruitful. Uh, Right, exactly. Growler is, I've been way more successful on Growler than uh than on scruff but on scruff yeah, i'm have. actually yeah that's true i met neil there uh but i i have been getting a lot more play on scruff lately and this guy who i've said hi to and have been like hey you're really cute maybe we can have coffee sometime um i late late he the last time i said he was like oh hey how are you let's leo yeah, let's chat whatever and in our conversation he said yeah you're like really looking good like finally i'm like kind of down to kind of down to like go out with you what a weird hang thing out to say you. And I was like, "Fuck you, fuck you!" No, yeah, you that is a weird thing to say, right? The threshold of attractiveness. You yeah. finally lost that one pound that I needed you to lose, right? So that I could then be like attractive enough to hang out. And this wasn't even like, "Hey, let's let's hook up." It was literally, "Do you want to go get coffee sometime?" And I am now small enough for him to have coffee with. How does that feel? Isn't it nice? Um. Okay, honestly, yes. In one way, yes, it does. Yes, it does. It does. I'm like, oh, cool. That's awesome. That makes me feel good. Like the attention of someone that I am attracted to is being returned, but also gross at the same time because that's gross. What was wrong with me 15 pounds ago? What was different about me that you couldn't? And what's interesting to me too is like, what exactly is his threshold? Because you know, you Cody, you definitely do look smaller, but like. To what to what margin do you look smaller for him to like not want to hang out with you before and then now? Like, is it that noticeable to him? I, I have questions about him. I suppose I don't like I don't know I don't know. I thought it was like a, a weird, but I do know that I have experienced conversations with people throughout my life where like there there i know that the, there have been guys that i've known who would not go on dates with guys who were like really big because they just were like well if we you know we're going to go out people are going to kind of look at us and like we just don't make sense together like that that idea that a couple has to be visually compatible or visually acceptable to other people in order for you to go out and do that like there has to be like you have to look at one partner and be like, oh, I see why they would date them. And that has to be true for both cases where it's like, you you don't want to be in a situation where it's like, why him? Right. And guys who have been like, well, I don't want to be see- out in the world and seen as the guy right. dating the really fat guy. Do you, I mean, but do you feel like that mentality? Do you think that, 
do you think that that's accidental where like people that are very attractive just happen to be with other people that are equal or similarly attractive or do you think that people are actually setting out to find someone that they would be proud to look next to or have like a have like the optics make sense like do you think that's intentional or not i think some of that is intentional yeah but then but we there is a lot of like boyfriend twins in gay world too and in bear world particularly i think that makes sense to me to a certain extent um in terms of of same-sex relations i feel like it makes sense that you would want to you you are attracted to what you want to look like as a person like does that make sense like 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 i am into guys who are this size so i want to be that size like that to me makes sense um i think it gets a little weird sometimes where it's like dudes literally look like each other um but when it comes to like like kind of like proportions and body size i've always felt that like two chubby guys with each other kind of makes sense to me because it's like oh like he's chubby and the other one's chubby as well and it's because they like being chubby um but at the same time i've never i've never really had that like oh what does he see in that other guy kind of thing if it's like an opposites attract situation because like i i don't know i'm not judgmental i didn't go to law school um but yeah it's like i I totally get where that anxiety comes from but as at at the same time like i mean i was attracted to cody because like he was the same size as me so (laughs) yeah yeah i didn't even have a beard when we met no you're also a lot bigger yo i look crazy and i was a lot smaller i was a little baby yeah i didn't have a beard or gray hair like like Mm -hmm. because you had dyed it for a show i had to dye my hair for a show so i didn't have my silver hair i didn't have a beard and i was a lot bigger than i am right now and i still fell in love i know because i'm really awesome six out of (laughs) ten anyway (laughs) that's not bad cody take it you gotta take it no i'll take it look (laughs) i will take it it's called settling um <laughs> i'll take it okay so around the bodies what are our we'll do this for like each of these little mini conversations i guess um what are our, our prescriptions for better behavior to all the gents out there in terms of other people's bodies don't be behavior. a dick next yeah I, right or you know like hang out with people don't be so quick to think that your preference is uh is uh just how it should be Right, like right. It doesn't exist about, in a vacuum. Um, the last episode I was right. on, like, right. think about these things. Give it, give it some thought. Mm-hmm. This also kind of ties in with, into what you guys were talking about last week um, about gay culture being, whether it's in, inherently sexual or not. Because I, I feel like the situation that you just had, Cody, where this guy didn't even, mm-hmm. I mean, it looks like he didn't even want to hang out with you because you were X weight. I'm thinking he probably just thought that, hey, if this guy is probably chatting with me, it is inevitably going to lead to sex. Like it's not just some sort of hangout thing. It's probably going to be, oh, we're hooking up after this. Um, like, I don't know. I'm not. So I'm yeah, not even going to hang out with you on that one. That's totally fair. You. That's totally. That's totally totally fair. And we're actually we're gonna I, we're gonna swing around to that very thing a little bit at the end. So let's shift then to um, masculinity, masculinity, and our interactions with boys in the world. So I would just like to start. Um, she has a story. I have this problem 
that online and I have this moral crisis that it would be wonderful if you could you to help me solve. So there are there are gentlemen that I will sort of encounter on the on the interwebs who are hot. I I find myself attracted to dudes who sort of present that kind of um conventional masculinity, a sort of blue collar situation, blue collar broad-shouldered dudes. Um they get they turn my crank. But then inevitably, it's those those are the guys who then in their profile are like, yeah, man, I'm just like a masculine dude looking for another masculine dude. You know, nobody would even know I'm gay. If I tell people I'm gay, they're surprised. I, I have to tell them twice. Uh, just looking for other masculine dudes. They do the whole mask for mask thing. And I feel like a moral conundrum here because I think that's asshole But you still. But I'm hot for them. What? What does one do? You, what do you do? Would you what say do, that they're okay, problematic? Um, for start. Okay. Okay. Yes. Sure. Yes, track. I would. Um, we should we should spell that P R O B L E M A T H I C C. Yeah, don't don't listen to David's pronunciation. Wait, He's doing it wrong. Anyway, um, <laughs> did you know? Um. I didn't realize that you were the Webster well, of African-American vernacular English, but <laughs> <laughs> plot twist key holder um, to the gate. Cause you're a gatekeeper anyway. Um, so I guess um, first and foremost, um, just a little, a little bit of a, uh, not, not really a call out so much, but um, when speaking of growler, when I first found Cody's profile, this was me not understanding what he meant by it, and then eventually I found out what he meant. But in his profile, he said um, he said that he was interested in classically masculine things, and I was like, at this point in my life, I was already over like the mask for mask thing. So I was like, what is this faggot talking about? Um, <laughs> turns out he just meant like barbershops, smoking from a pipe, bow ties, and like yeah, actually like, kind of like dandyism to a certain extent. But, like, I definitely had, like, a gut reaction when I first saw your profile of, like, seriously, man? But I still, I, I gave I gave it a shot. and Well, it, and it's not on my profile anymore. Well, yeah, no, I know that. I know that. The audience knows that. They stalk us. Um, <laughs> but, like, um, I, I, I do think, like, any time... Anytime I see mask for mask or any anytime I see that kind of language, it I react to it the same way that I react to seeing like a Confederate flag in the background of a of a sexy dude selfie where I'm just like, yeah, well, this one's a pass. there goes my but boner. Do you guys feel blah, blah, do you guys feel a way bye. about someone, you know, on these apps describing themselves as masculine without setting the setting the expectation of your masculine into other masculine guys like is is that okay as a descriptor just as itself I feel like and it's a trap having nothing to do with what we're looking for i feel like i feel like that's a lose-lose situation i feel like it's really hard to do that um because i feel like i feel like um describing yourself as masculine has a certain weight um, on the internet and in queer circles where it comes with that sense of privilege um, or even or even that that heteronormative sense of this is what a man should be. Um, so even just using the label, even if it's accurate, I feel is kind of like a lose situation um, regardless because I feel like 
you can be like a totally masculine dude who's like, I'm only into femme dudes, but I, I feel like I'm masculine and that's totally valid and great. But once you put that kind of nomenclature into a digital space like that, I feel like you're setting yourself up for failure. (laughs) Like, you know, because I feel like it's, it's like, it's tough. And it's, 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 it's one of those things where it's like, Sis, keep it to yourself and just like let them figure it having, out about you. <laughs> you know, I was having a like, similar like, conversation it might be online to do that. a couple of weeks ago about the term "gold star gay," uh, and just to make sure that everyone knows what that means, it basically means it's a um, a gay man who's never had sex with a woman before. And the the reason why we're bringing this up is how the term is pretty low key misogynistic and transphobic, and I feel like it's 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 similar to the whole masculine thing where yeah there there's there's nomenclature around it like calling yourself masculine calling yourself a gold star gay but the the issue with it is there's a there are thoughts behind calling yourself a gold star gay and calling yourself masculine that are that are rooted in in misogyny and rooted in transphobia I think like those things I mean, if you're masculine, just like let it show. I feel like there's no reason to to tell someone that you're masculine, other than to make sure that they know that you're not feminine. If that makes sense. Especially when it's the expected socialized behavior of a male, anyway. Like, girl, if 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 that's what you're, right. if, if, like that's if that's what society you wants do, you to be, then just you. be yeah, it. Like, let the you like shine out that. in other ways, but it's like what you're saying, you know, especially when you put that shit online, like there are these connotations that I think that we all understand and they're like unwritten, but we all get it. And you're asking for trouble when you're like putting your masculinity so f- up front and center. The masculinity in me mask. sees the masculinity in you. Well, and then also I always think, because this is this is born itself out in life um gentlemen who describe themselves as masculine online then in person are perhaps maybe less than masculine are you implying that they're trying to make up for an insecurity maybe just a little like there's some so there have been occasions i've been like girl you you really no you're not no no queen no you're not i feel no, like you're not like you cannot, you inherently cannot call yourself masculine if you also watch RuPaul's Drag Race. I feel like that's just not a thing. anybody anybody else with me mm, on that? I'm not. I, mm. I'm just You're both wrong. And I just I hate feel like I more. don't have a solid enough definition of what is feminine and masculine to to say that. Like both of those terms are very, I don't know, are very nebulous to me and ill-defined. So I don't, I don't like using them. Are you gender blind? No, well, I, I see. I, I'm with you, David. I think that there is those words, um, are less about actual things and more about social constructs and expectations. That they don't necessarily define real things on real people that are that are categorical. They're just their expectations, their poses, their their gestures that one puts on, and um. Yes, so I feel like what you what you're doing when you're participating in that, uh, you know, I'm just a masculine guy. But, uh, um, you're also you're participating in the in that cultural construction that that 
engenders misogyny. Yeah, labeling yourself as masculine only means something if the other party believes in masculinity. Yes, exactly. Um, now I would love to to swing back to gold star gay because I I abhor that anytime anyone says it. I I am so yeah because I mean a, apart from apart from it just being obnoxious and weird that you want to congratulate yourself for never having sex with a woman as though that is some sort of congratulate something that deserves congratulation congratulations um yeah the the notion that you are somehow um achieving something by avoiding vaginas is like deeply it's gross it's just totally you know, totally a couple gross. of the arguments that were i guess more ambivalent to the term were like you know it's you know it's it's not meant to put anyone down it's just it's just a phrase and everyone gets the meaning like yeah people do get the meaning but again just because you haven't been a woman isn't something that you need to congratulate yourself for isn't isn't something that you need to label for it's certainly not something that you need to label for that imp- that implies like a hierarchy of gay where you're putting yourself at the top like it's gross and it's unneeded Yeah, like that doesn't that doesn't oh, yeah. change a sexual Steven. encounter with somebody. Like I I it doesn't matter. It just it doesn't matter. The same gay the same gay dudes who um say that they're gold star gays are the same like guys who go to Starbucks and then the barista's is <laughs> like, What's your name? And they're like, Beyonce. <laughs> um you know same you guy. So right. You are so same right. exact attitude. Totally. Like, um, I have a grande latte for Beyonce. That's me. Well, but it also swings back to what we were talking about last week too, that there are, there are certain ways that one can be gay better than other ways of being gay. And that's one of them. That's saying that you have like never having sex with a woman makes you a better gay. You are doing gay the right way. Um, And it's super gross. Don't do it. Don't do it. So I want to throw this out to you guys. Um, Most of what we have been talking about has been discussion around these around these interactions that are in digital space and not in real life, because people are a little less forward about their grossness in like in person. So. Is. Are we putting too much of an expectation on spaces that are designed to allow gay dudes to find other dudes to have sex with. No. <laughs> Elaborate. No. Um well, <laughs> no because no. Um I think I think the problem is that like talking about digital spaces and how we interact with them and how we interact with our bodies in digital spaces the problem is, is that a digital space is inherently it, it inherently allows for a certain sense of protection, distance and anonymity where even if um even if you connect with each other in a digital space it means something radically different than connecting in a physical space like um case in point um, the other day I go to Starbucks and there's this guy there who I've chatted with online and I smiled and waved at him cause I had never met him in real life, but I was like, Oh my God, you're real. 
And he like acknowledged me and then, you know, put my order in, go to the bar where he's hanging out waiting for his drink. And he totally swerves me. And I'm like, oh, so it's cute to like woof at me on scruff and to like flirt with me. But then the minute we're in a physical space, you don't want to talk to me. Um, and it's because there's a distance, there's a protection, there's an anonymity. Um, so he was more comfortable interacting with me in a digital space than he was a physical space. Um, and was not because I had not yet existed in his physical space. I wasn't a reality that he was expecting plot twist. We live in the same town. Whoops. Um, so like, yeah, I think, I think if anything, those expectations should be stronger in digital spaces because of the fact that there's distance, because of the fact that there's a protection. We should be expecting more from people um, in terms of respect, in terms of um, how we relate to each other and those things. Like We, we should expect more, if anything, because I, of the fact I, that, I think that we're less vulnerable. I think that when you, when you say that we shouldn't ex- expect that level of respect for sex and seeking out of sex... It at least to me, it it makes it seem like sex in the pursuit of sex is above reproach. Like we can do whatever we want in the pursuit of sex and sex because it's sex. You know, like I think that we can. I think that we can re-exam, like re examine sex and our pursuit of sex and make it better and make it more respectful for people. I just don't see, you know, these hookup apps as things that can't be changed or shouldn't be changed. I I think they should. I think they could be done in a way that's more like more respectful and like uplifting for people. And I would love to see apps like Growler and Scruff, you know, become that. I'm okay with putting that expectation for sex to be greater. I completely Yeah, I completely agree with you. The 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 notion that uh somehow the political world that we live in the world that that and i mean political in that kind of broader sense in that the these the systematic and cultural expectations and 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 systems of like oppression that we exist in that political space the idea that that space is somehow separate from the space that we occupy with our bodies and what we choose to do with that body that we, we have to understand that those two spaces are not separate they're not mutually exclusive. The The physical interaction between me and another person still contains all of that political space that we live in um, because the political is personal. Uh, so I, I interact with another body. I am bringing with it all of all of my privilege and all of my my all of my social identities come into that space, too. And and I am as responsible there as I am in the larger world. And, um, I, compl- I 100% agree everything that we do, even in the, even like with our pants down with one other person matters in the same sort of way. At that point, what yeah, about your pants no down with three other the limit there. Well, that's just to. fun. And... You can be problematic as, as much as you need right there it's fine yeah like no uh, but but really like there's we have to get to a place where we understand that there is no difference between the political and personal space and every space that we move and, in, and we can let through, that like we have the same responsibilities and awareness we can let that penetrate every part of our lives including sexual yeah i i realized the moment that i said that oh, penetrate me with incorrect. your woke <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, didn't enjoy it. I knew that was coming. I 
<laughs> you totally, totally, totally did. Um, so any 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 final words on this episode before we wrap this mother up? Anybody? Yeah. Um, be chill. Don't just, be just a be dick. Chill. Mm-hmm. Nice. Be chill, bro. I don't Word. know what you mean. Could you elaborate? Uh, <laughs> so, first of all, thank you, David, for joining us officially <laughs> as a top billing bearded fruit. <clears throat> we are delighted. We are delighted. Our uh, PMW the, bearded fruit. You were the first. You were the first new above the title person. Yay! Yes. Um, gotta be. And you'll be back for more in uh, in future weeks. Um, as always, we are in yeah, Neil. Oh yeah, I have my hand raised in our program. Yeah. Go I ahead. just wanted to say hi to everybody. No good. Um, as always, we are incredibly grateful to everybody who's listening to the podcast. Uh, please make sure that you subscribe. Uh, head over to iTunes and give us uh, some stars and a review. It actually helps other people find us and uh, know why they should listen to us. Share the podcast with your friends and other queeros that you think would really like the stuff we're talking about. And uh, we will see you next week. Yeah. See ya. You've been listening to Bearded Fruit, politics and culture through an intersectional queer lens. Now, if you enjoyed this week's episode, head over to our website, beardedfruit.com, to get more info about this week's show and to check out some of our other web features, like our weekly Ask a Dad advice column or our Fruit Stands section, which gives you ways to bring the Bearded Fruit conversation into your community. You can also connect with us on Facebook at Bearded Fruit and on Twitter at Bearded Fruit Pod. And if you have some feedback on this week's episode or questions to ask us or just want to share an idea for an upcoming episode, give us a call at 860-785-0633. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or find us on SoundCloud. And as always, thanks for listening.